listeners, it's once again the time of the year where we take an actor's work and throw it into the crucible in a head-to-head-to-head competition that we call March Madness. Yeah! (laughs) This year, we dive into the work of a person with an incredibly varied career. (laughs) The winner of all the letters to make EGOT, Mm -hmm. often thought of as a nun. And with a surprising amount of daytime credits. I'm not, I was blo- I was surprised. You I was surprised. That, the daytime Emmy. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's let's Whoopi Gold Berserk. Yes. <laughs> I'm still I'm still worried. I didn't say that correctly, but that's okay. Nah, you did. Uh, I can't. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I of course can't do it alone. I'm joined via Zoom teleconference by Sean and Sonia. Hello. How are you? Hello. How are you? Excited to are go you guys, Goldberg are you guys, Zerk. I'm going to go completely <laughs> Berg Zerk. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to say. It's the best pun I could come up with, you guys. It's sol- It's so solid, though. Like, it really is working. Uh, anyway, for those who don't know what we're talking about, this year, we will be looking at the dramatic, comedic, and wildcard films of Whoopi Goldberg using our patent-pending our patent pending rubric Goldberg machine, which <laughs> might be the pun of the decade. Thank I you? don't know. <laughs> we will determine our uh, whoopee scores in the areas of characterization, voice, physic- voice, physicality, tension and emotion, and style. Sometimes Jeremy needs to put more commas in his notes. Ah. Uh, no, forge ahead, <laughs> baby. <laughs> Each week, we will select a Whoopi Goldberg film based on the category. Watch that film. We'll, e- we'll each pick one. We'll watch the set of films. We'll score them. We'll add those scores together. And we will determine a winner. The winner from each round will be entered into the finale, where we will whoopee gold berserk. Sanch, you know how there's always that thing about, like, can you do, like, explosion noises and gun sounds and stuff? Um, you ever hear about this thing? You think she's a fully, a fully That's girl? the best I can do. Oh, okay. It's still pretty solid. Pew, That's why I asked. Pew. Anyway. <laughs> Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Uh... This week, uh, we are entering into the dramatic ca- category of, of Whoopi's uh, catalog, um, and we really picked three <laughs> films that were really uplifting yeah. uh, for this drama category. We did. Yes. Uh, we all of us suddenly feel way better about the world in every regard after having watched these three films, um, two of which are uh, quite heavy in a certain way. And a third, which is heavy in a different way. <laughs> in some ways, the heaviest. In a very special way, yeah. <laughs> in, a, in a very special way. And do uh, we with, not normally start with comedies? We really got in, we put our foot in this, dark yeah, and dramatic. This was, this was listed as a, as a drama. Uh, I think it ended as a drama. Oh, it uh, absolutely did. <laughs> absolutely did. Uh, we will be first talking about my selection for this, uh, chosen partially at random. And based on uh, factors uh, against my control, I still can't believe I picked this movie. I thought it was going to be bad, but oh boy, was I wrong. This is why you don't choose a book by its cover or a film by its cover. I mean, we could judge a film by its cover. The the cover looked cool. I thought it was cool. (laughs) I know, but I watched the trailer and I was like, oh, this looks kind of weird. And then then I got it. We are, of course, speaking of 1988's The Telephone. Uh, it's directed by uh, Rip Torn, the only thing he's ever directed, in fact, mm-hmm. and maybe 
that's for maybe he's doing us a favor. I'm not sure. I really like Riptorn, but I don't know. I think this shot um, him in the foot. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> He'll never work in this town again after what I saw. Um, the telephone is a 90 minute character study <laughs> of 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 a of an out of work actress in her apartment who. Uh, in retrospect, seems pretty unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, She's and well. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna spoil the whole movie. Uh, it is just an assemblage of her talking on her phone to various people, being racist in a few different ways. It's just uh, doing a bunch of characters, a bunch of bits, kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so we're just gonna leave like the whole beginning and middle as a haze of that, mm-hmm. uh, and then at the end, uh, it's revealed. That uh, her phone was never hooked up, and when someone threatens to disconnect her phone, because this happened in the 80s, um, she kind of accidentally murders him? Well, she, so it looked like she just whacked him with the phone, but when I looked on Wikipedia, it said that she also stabs him. Yes. Yeah. Which I did not he notice. Was, yes, he was stabbed, but, but like, it, it happened very quick, and it happened in a way... That, like, I don't think she meant to kill him, but you know how sometimes when you stab someone, they die? Yeah. Yes. No, I, I do know how that what goes. You should, yeah. you should prepare yeah. yourself for that eventuality. Like, like I, think, I think, yeah, I think that's the thing that happened. It really uh, anyway. was the stakes uh, shot extremely high out of nowhere. <laughs> In the last, like, two minutes, they, it yeah. shot through the roof. Although, can I just say, I you actually can. figured it out partway through. Mm-hmm. Did you? I was like, I yeah, I was like, you know what? I bet, I bet her phone's not hooked up, and there's going to be a test. <laughs> Sonia, right. this is why you, this is why you're I'm... good at the text, at the reading, at, between the lines. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not there know how go. we were going to go. Uh, I was I, thinking well, about the poor goldfish and how many goldfish died in the creation of this film. Yeah, hopefully none, <laughs> but probably at I least would hope, one. I would, I would hope none. Um, I do. I didn't look it up because I was kind of just over this. Um, but I do assume that this was a play or something that they know. I thought that too, but there's no mention of that on Wikipedia. I think a lot of it was improv, to be honest. Well, oh, that's definitely part of it for sure. You might have also read that they originally wrote this for one Robin Williams, which you can actually see with all of the sort of bits that she is doing. <laughs> That she's giving Robin Williams energy. Yeah, like reminded me of him, I would say. Yeah. At times. I, yes. I, I, I can I can definitely, I can see it. Uh, I will say to our listeners uh, and the folks who may be interested in watching Aviates the Telephone, that you may hear a pitch for this movie and assume that you can hear the other person on the telephone, uh, which is a thing that we do not hear that <laughs> throughout you the don't. whole movie. Nope. nope yeah, so it is just... One-sided telephone calls. That's like this is almost a John Mulaney, uh, Nick Kroll skit. Yeah, like it's so close. And you and when the character does so, like you know, she's talking on the phone and she does this thing where she's like, "What? He said that? Oh, you know, he didn't say that because like she's doing so much work to try and fill us in on both sides, and it's so annoying. Mm -hmm. It's all it is a ninety-minute one-sided telephone call. Yes. Uh, Anyway. And can uh, I just say, just quickly before uh, yeah. we get into the scores, I don't yes. think any movie has ever overwhelmed my senses as much as this. 
I had to turn the TV <laughs> down so much because she's constantly yelling. Her neighbor's constantly her yelling neighbor is and banging screaming. on the wall. Yeah. I like I, I at the one point I realized that I was on. experiencing panic and I had to I had to pause it and turn it down and recalibrate myself. There there is a chance that this whole thing was shot essentially in real time. Yeah. Where they like like with the exclusion of a single scene where there are some other people and then the very beginning where there's some people on the street. Um, but Jeremy, that yeah. scene with the, with the other people, the woman that plays Honeybox also plays the neighbor. So she could have <gasps> just run up back on the other side and done her voice work from the other side. I, I know, but they like I, they definitely like did a relight situation. True. Uh, for the yeah, because mm-hmm. I felt I felt like as she was moving about the space, not that they were lazy about it, but they were going for a particular look. And then once the people entered the apartment, it did look a little. A little normaler. Yeah. Agree. And um, I was thanking my lucky stars when those other two walked in. When Elliot Gold <laughs> and Moneybox walked in to break the tension. Oh, so much better. So much better. Anyway, um, before we get into the R scores as well, uh, I I wrestled with this. And I think these are going to be much higher than you guys expect them to be. Yeah, Ooh. mine too. Because I think, I think Whoopi did a good job at a... At a bad thing. I think that's what this is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. With that, scores for the the telephone. Mm-hmm. The Whoopi, Whoopi Goldberg uh, film. Well, Rip Torn film starring Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> uh, for characterization, Sean, what did you give him? I gave a three. Because I say, <laughs> we don't know anything about Vashti Blue. We don't know <gasps> a dang thing. We know she's an actress. We she tells us she's an actress. She tries showing us a million times and flops, uh, and that she's mourning a relationship. And that and besides that, all she does is terrorize her neighbor. <laughs> um, she's like a terrible apartment neighbor. I like why is she acting this way? It was it was a tough it was tough for me. It is tough. Say. Uh, Sanch. Okay, well, so I gave her an eight, so more than twice as much as Sean. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like she did tell us some things about Vashti, Vashti, I think Vashti Blue. Um, she's difficult. She really likes the movie Christmas in July, which is not a Frank Capra film. I did actually Google it <clears throat> when this came up. Um She's she's difficult. Did I already say that? I think I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it bears repeating. She is it difficult. does bear repeating. Uh, yeah, she's an out of work actress, and she got her heart broken. So actually, yeah. Now that you say it, Sean, I don't know. But I do feel that there was a consistency in her like character. Like we didn't necessarily know the information details, but like I don't know. She established a character for me. That's how I'm justifying the. Uh, I I would agree, Sanjay. I gave her a seven because I I do think I do think there's work going on there. I can see this person. Um, it is interesting how like the thought of Robin Williams might have grounded this or something in a different way, but I can see it. Like I I can see I can see what's happening. Uh, what did you guys give for voice? Uh, I gave a five. There is quite the. A lot of accent character work because I, I in my notes I said not these accents. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's never the ones that you think she's gonna do, and it was <laughs> it was pretty cringe and like not even very technically like great. No. Uh, 
But she did do it a lot. I gave her some effort. I don't know. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. I I was like, do I take away points for the racist accents? Or like, do I give more points because she did so many different ones? And so like, I, I don't I, know. I, I kind of went for the latter. Yeah, I kind of did too. Um, I gave her an eight. Uh, <clears throat> because specifically for some of the moments where she's like rapidly switching between different characters, like pretending like there are mm-hmm. multiple people in the room. I do feel she actually pulled that off pretty well. Um, yeah. True. I might have blacked out Sean. in panic during those scenes. <laughs> That's fair. It was a lot. I, th- I think it's kind of the difference of like, like, are you, are you doing something and it's maybe not working versus like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. And, and I, you know, I feel... I feel justified in my choice. I give a seven. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I think a lot of this is a director issue, gotta say. But Yeah. Could be. But Rip Torn is not on trial here, so. True. That's true. Uh, physicality. Um, I gave her a six for this. I'm going, my my scores are going up as we go yeah. on. Yeah. Um, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Sean's, Sean's always been a low scorer. In the- <laughs> yes, true. She is working hard during this. She is, it is literally like a one woman play. And yes. Um, and it's full of bits and some of them land, some of them don't. Some of them I do was entertaining. Um, like, but like, you know, the chef, the farts of Salome <laughs> bit with her Elliot Gold. Was, you know, there's things I, there. that was my favorite part, actually. <laughs> Farting at the sexist producer who's coming on. Farting at the producer. That's that's the move. Sanj, what did you give for physicality? Yeah, I I gave a seven for physicality for a lot of the same reasons. Um, Specifically, I'd highlight her John Wayne walk. I thought was really good. I knew who she was right away. (laughs) You know, it's she. she When she leaves that little saloon bathroom. Yeah, her her little saloon. In her (laughs) terrible apartment. Oh, God. Uh, I gave it a nine because wow. uh, I feel like, yeah, well, I, I feel I felt like there there was a lot going on just in terms of like logistics. And like you said, like I can see the I like I can see the sort of spontaneity of the moment to moment and how like I don't think you could really write this. I don't know if it's working, but like it kind of goes around. Uh, I don't know what the editing of this looked like. Yeah. Yes. And it frankly concerned me. There well, could have been point, two cuts <laughs> or there could have been a thousand. At one point <laughs> in, in the early scene when there was another person, um, there was like this weird jazz in the background and then it just cut out for a second really abruptly and you were like, that was a cut, I guess. And then it came back and I was like, okay, I guess they redid that piece of dialogue. <laughs> uh, yeah, I have no idea what happened. <laughs> I also was um, like very shook by that yeah. going on. Anyway, um, yeah, we had, did we all give our physicality scores? Mm-hmm. We're attention and emotion. We are. Uh, yeah, Sean, let's let's, um, let's hear it. I gave a seven. Um, I would say the last the the last conversation she had with Jennifer is uh, about the only sort of dare I say good uh, part about the whole bit. That delivery of that I liked. Um, and it gave us more information about her relationship with her ex and how she's been under a lot of stress and pressure and puts us in a little bit understanding her manic state that she's in. Um, and 
the ending that was supp- when our when the telephone man is murdered by her and then she talks on the phone she's like can i get the police i feel like they really wanted that to be sort of chilling or like mm-hmm. something and i just thought it was really ludicrous i was just like okay. literally say i've been a bad girl she's like yes. yeah she's like can i talk to the police and i'm like okay yeah who am i who am i speaking to uh, yeah, no, that was crazy. Sanj, what did you give her for tension and emotion? Uh, exact same, actually. I also gave a seven. Um, maybe that's inflated slightly by the fact that I was tense <laughs> for so much of the movie. <laughs> yes, <laughs> not there was tension. Not necessarily in an artful way. Oh, also, we should maybe say the scale goes from zero to 15. So 15 does, would yeah. be the top score. So seven is like a, you didn't pass, actually. It's a mid. <laughs> it's firmly <laughs> in the meh. Yeah, firmly and meh. Firmly and meh. Uh, I took all of my uh, rage out on <gasps> tension and emotion, uh, just so you guys know. Uh, this is the lowest sto- score I may have ever ge- given anything. Whoa. And it was mostly just because I was sort of enraged at my confusion mm. that mm. none of the other things could happen. I gave it a three. Um, okay. I, yeah, I, I thought the end was so bad with like that shift in tone like like whatever they tried to do and i felt like they were trying to blow our minds like i that's felt what like i felt too that. and i was like you really think you're doing something here and, and, it's and, such... and like if it yeah if it misses if it misses mm-hmm. oh man it like, lands with being... such a clunk yeah anyway i've i we've watched these films these types of films before we have the next few we're going to talk about filled me with dread the entire time Mm -hmm. this filled me with something very different and i didn't like it uh anyway style on to style points um i gave seven she gave it she gave it the old whoopee try she did pretty good Mm -hmm. um terrible script uh you know I, i feel like probably not a lot of great direction so i think she was just like let me see what sticks here i don't know yeah yeah i also gave a seven um maybe honestly that could maybe be higher even because i think if it wasn't someone as magnetic and energetic as Whoopi, it would have been completely unwatchable rather than just almost completely unwatchable but (laughs) i'll no i'll keep a seven i'll stick with seven Mm-hmm. I but in the same vein, I give it a ten in that way, mm-hmm. just because it is like like for this thing to still be free and available and ready readily watchable on YouTube yes. in twenty twenty three. Like it does, it does have to have something, and I do like I do think like I can see the effort here. It is just like a ver- like a skilled gymnast flipping through the air and then like wiping out on every landing on the trampoline. You know, like it's. But, it's almost there and new. But also something that drove me in so crazy about it is it's like the beginning, we listened to her play all of these messages from her answering machine. But it's like, but in retrospect, her phone wasn't on or wasn't connected at all. So why are we hearing these? Mm-hmm. Or like... Sean, I was thinking about this. It's because do you remember how old-fashioned answering machines used to be separate from the phone? So it was literally like a tape system. So I think those are probably old messages on the tape from when she did still have a phone. And she just keeps replaying them? 
when yeah. she gets home. Yeah. Or she, or they like they weren't real. Or, or that, but I. But I'm I like, don't know. if we heard it, I'm like, that feels yeah. like it's real. Yeah. Man. Yeah. No, I think they're. I think they're old. Also, also, just an aside, when I was a kid, I really thought that I would be walking home, pressing play, and walking around my apartment while messages play to me. I was like, that's just how life is. Media really taught you that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm just just filled with rage whenever someone leaves me a voicemail, Dad. Uh, Anyway. Calm uh, calm uh, down. He's the only only person. He's the only person. Um, With that, we have our scores for the telephone. Uh, a thing that we feel like we should probably not talk about again, <laughs> unless it is to uh, sort of hold it up as a weight of something bad. Yeah, don't we'll hold probably, it above someone's head. We'll be mocking you for choosing that. Batter them with. I, I think that's fair. Um, our next pick, which totally fit in the theme of what we've done, uh, was called the color purple. Mm-hmm. Uh, which now I these will are, say. Now these are dramas. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna message you guys about how difficult this movie was to find, uh, and the whole time I was using a U in the word color. Oh uh, yeah, that did screw some stuff up. The which color I was surprised purple. By. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> on YouTube. It's on Crave also. <laughs> yeah, uh, who picked the color purple? I did. Um, oh, you're wearing so, purple, and I, I am wearing purple. Look at that. Um, so this is an adaptation of Alice Walker's 1982 novel, um, awkwardly directed by Steven Spielberg, a Mm -hmm. white man, um, about, uh, basically about black women, uh, in the turn of the century South, um, and all of the very, very difficult, horrible things that happened to, um, Several women. So it stars Whoopi Goldberg as Celie, who's kind of the really main character of the whole thing. Um, it also features Oprah, Danny Glover. Um, yeah, it's basically just kind of this epic, like, 40-year span of her life and kind of tells the, the story of her eventually getting away from um, her horribly abusive husband, who she was given to as a 14-year-old. So... There's so there's that. <laughs> and he wanted the little sister. <laughs> yeah, and he actually yeah. wanted her younger sister, so that's also really nice. Um so yeah. Super, super nice, yeah. <laughs> this, this thing starts off with a bang for sure. We get yeah. right into it. Yeah. It, I mean, spoiler alert, it literally starts with her being pregnant with who she thinks is her own father's baby. Um second baby. Yeah. Um yeah, was this your guys' first time watching this? Because it was mine. Yeah, this is one of the uh, the films where you're like, I know this is famously upsetting, and so I was just like, the mood doesn't often doesn't strike the often. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I have seen this before. I think I watched this in high school. Actually, oh. I think it was like part of a part of a part of a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I I. Obviously, I remembered Oprah's existence, uh, and I feel like the issue now is that I am re- I'm scoring Whoopi, but Oprah is doing so much. Oh, Oprah ate in this like, movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I don't know how I don't know how Oprah doesn't keep acting after this. Honestly, like, I'm, she's li- probably I'm genuinely like, confused. She's like, I did it. 
I killed it. <laughs> Done. Because yeah. her performance she, is incredible. She does really yes. great. And also, she named her production company Harpo. Mm-hmm. Oh, which it's is also after, her name because it's her name. Back it's her husband. It's her husband's name. No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that a coincidence? I don't know. It's all. It's, it's all, all lining up. The number twenty-three all, all, Mothman all, prophecies. All yeah, but I think it's also probably worth saying that this is a movie with a pretty complicated legacy. Um. Uh, I actually, I listened to a really great uh, podcast called Revisiting the Color Purple Wars um, by Pop Culture Happy Hour. And the journalist uh, Aisha Harris talks about kind of the response when it first came out and how it's evolved over time. Because for the black community, um, it's a it's a really divisive film. I think for obviously a lot of obvious reasons, like the depictions um could be considered pretty stereotypical. It's obviously very negative depictions, especially of black men. Um, yeah, the men do know, not come off great at all. Yeah, it um, and like and like kind of the the idea of the family, like and in the context of you know like Reagan and the whole kind of moral panic about like the the black family and you know all of that stuff. Um, there was a lot of hand wringing about it, and a lot of people had a lot of feelings. Um, so yeah, if, if people are interested in kind of like thinking more about that and learning more, definitely recommend listening to that podcast. Um, because yeah, like it's it's complicated because it was adapted by two white men. It was written by some Dutch guy and Steven Spielberg directed it. And I think Spielberg did as good a job as he could do um, in a lot of ways, but you know, it's complicated. Mm-hmm. And, and I will say like just sort of overall, I did feel for both for both this and the next dr- dramatic film that we'll talk about, it did it did feel more like like this ensemble of like a whole bunch of stories kind of happening, uh, and like we are very complicatedly only grading Whoopi in this whole mm-hmm. situation, uh, and it's it's it is hard to sometimes separate like. Some some stuff that's really good or maybe not so good about what she's doing in it. Anyway, we're gonna do our best. But, but also, uh, yeah. Whoopi's character in both of the next films kind of is like watching things change. Like she's a bit of a she watches things happen around her and kind of facilitates. Mm-hmm. But she's mostly an ob- an observer of the way that people are changing around. So mm-hmm. in sometimes she doesn't get a lot to do. Which mm-hmm. yeah, in well, this one we but, will probably chat about that. But but also this is like sort of the and I think this is where she her performance is really powerful because it is kind of like this like you know like she she doesn't have a voice in these situations so she's like you know performing silently in ways that are incredibly dramatic mm-hmm. and really pulling it off yeah I I think and actually uh, one of the things I was reading was sort of about like how Whoopi kind of got like thrust into kind of doing the same kind of role again and again, mm-hmm. um, because there are other films where this is sort of the, the topic, but I do think like she is doing quite a bit here. Cause this is her Even first if- like breakout role. So I feel like Hollywood has a tendency to be like, Oh, they did good in that. Let's do a thing again like that. And like, let's do it again with her. And so sometimes mm-hmm. you can get stuck, but she yeah. did not spoiler alert, get stuck doing that forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, she she uh, she moved on. 
Um, but you guys, before we get to the scores, we got to take a quick little break. <gasps> uh, you're, listen- you're listening to Spoiler Alert on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Welcome back to Spoiler Alert. Uh, you're listening to our show uh, as we start our uh, our first round of Whoopi Goldberg uh, <laughs> for March Madness, where we are uh, rating and cataloging but a few of the films of Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, we're going to talk about The Color Purple. Uh, this seems like a mildly inappropriate time to talk about it, but does anyone know what time it is? Uh, I'm clear. It's game time, people. Uh. <laughs> for those who don't know, if you're just doing it in, the game is where I spend, I think it was like five minutes this week, looking for a title related to our topic that these two have hopefully not seen. I tell them the title, they tell me what they think it's about, I tell them what it's really about, and we all have a great time. You guys ready to play the game? I'm ready. Yep. This week's, ti- this week's title is Ghosts of Mississippi. I was like, you can't say ghost. Yeah, I was We know, we know ghosts. <laughs> That title again, Ghosts of Mississippi. Hmm. Hmm. I think that this is along this sort of uh, vein of Whoopi playing uh, a slave or a maid. (laughs) Unclear which one she plays. Um, Something about, you know, Mississippi racism. Uh, Maybe she's a, a mother with a... A son that's been kidnapped or something. I don't know. It's going to be depressing. I can tell. I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can tell. Like, it's hard to hear the ghosts of Mi- Mississippi and not be like, oh, they were killed because of racism. Um, especially right now. We're watching is, you, Mississippi. But what is the movie about, you guys? The movie about? Right. <laughs> well, I don't know. It feels weird to make light of it in those terms. <laughs> To like make it do a do a bit about oh this is what I think this movie's about it's that, racism that, this is true yeah um, no, it's true yeah yeah that's that's what I'm gonna that's what I'm going with same as Sean we're the same <laughs> we're the same you guys are going uh, you guys should just like band together until I award you a uh, a point and then at that point Sonia will realize maybe Sonia and I will that, unionize yeah yeah but that. <laughs> But that, at that point, you'll both realize that you're just both up one, and she won't like that. Um, won't. She won't. <laughs> she won't. Uh, anyway, Ghost of Mississippi is a 1996 uh, bio, bio... Oh, yeah, you both wrong in all ways, shapes, and forms. Wow. Kind of? Maybe? Okay. You guys got close. You got close. This film is about... is a courtroom drama about uh, the, um, the, the Mississippi burning case and mm. the KKK K members around it. Uh, Whoopi plays, um, I believe it's the 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 wife, and uh, I think she's still alive. Uh, uh, boom, boom. I can't find her name. Evers is the last name uh, of the family. But um, uh, and the the court case that ensued ensued, and them trying to to figure out sort of a legal win in the case of all of the horrible things that you guys were describing that God had God. happened. Uh, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of low rated, um, but uh, it is maybe just like uh, another, you know, 1996 version of uh, a bunch of white dudes kind of telling a story that maybe they should have not. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, it looks pretty good. It's got Alec Baldwin in it. Like, it's got all the pieces you think oh. ought to be here. James Woods, Craig T. Nelson. 
It's 96, uh, baby. 96, baby. Watch it if you're into that sort of thing. Um, I don't know if I am. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at that. At the Heartland Film Festival, Rob Reiner won Truly Moving Picture. Mm. Oh, truly moving. <laughs> truly, truly moving picture. That's uh, a great with category. That, <laughs> we will resume our prior conversation. Thank you guys for playing the game. Thank you, Thank you um, so much. Thank you so much. We are scoring Whoopi Goldberg's performance in The Color Purple. Uh, Sean, why don't you start us off with the characterization of her character. Seely. Uh, Seely. I, I want to say Cecile. I don't know why. Cecile. I, my eyes just R-R? glaze over. Um, well, her full her full name might be Cecilia, but I don't know. Oh, oh Jeremy's going right. by full. Um, <laughs> I give a ten for her portrayal of the the meek Seely, the mm-hmm. the meek Seely with a with a inner strength that we cut mm-hmm. see come out later. Song? I was waiting to see if there was more. Um, yeah, well, I was like, I think we got it. I was like, I just jumped on it. Get in. Uh, I gave her a 12. I think that, like you said, it's tough when a character doesn't have a lot of dialogue, but I think she did so much with a lot of those silent moments to tell us about Celie. And I just, oh, I just loved her and just wanted the best for her the whole time. I, I, I also gave it a 12, Sanj. And I feel like, like there is just so much subtlety happening. And, um, uh, especially with her sort of, uh, not relationship with Shug. 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 This movie's two and a uh, half hours, Jer. How do you not retain it? I uh, I I did. I couldn't watch it all in one go. Mm. <laughs> I had to watch it in like half hour bits. Uh, anyway, uh, but um, I'm also looking at the actual Margaret Avery. Uh, she also was kind of just mind blowing in Great. her role. So uh, it is kind of just this like weird thing to kind of be a pillar of something but uh oh man did it work mm-hmm. did it work uh voice um i gave her an 11 um she doesn't say many more than like three words like until we're about halfway through but she does make strong work of the words she say and her laugh when suge makes her like look into the mirror and laugh was like great. I've been mm-hmm. thinking about that laugh a lot. Hey, Sonia? Uh, I gave a 12. Pretty much same mm-hmm. reasons. Like, um, didn't say a lot, but what she did, I feel like it was very consistent and powerful. Uh, I also gave it a 12. Uh, I thought that the knife, the knife scene, mm. like, it just, like, it all, like, it all worked. Like, it all just came and, like, happen and it kind of took me by surprise how much work she didn't like it just happened and then of course this whole thing i am just struggling with like oprah's reaction in in every scene because it is just like such such moving work and i'm still surprised by the lack of career from oprah uh well, yeah oprah's a the flop. choice of direction oprah's done nothing yeah what's <laughs> she even done she's not even that. a billionaire <laughs> the richest woman in the world uh <laughs> sean physicality um i gave her a 12 i sh- i loved watching her in this she you know the way she makes herself so small but then can, as she sort of finds her 
strength. She like make herself bigger, and her eyes are oh my always goodness. dancing. She's like when she she like covers her mouth when she laughs like all the time, um, but her eyes are just going. She does a lot of eye work. Yeah, great eye work. A lot of eye work. A lot of eye work. Thong? That's that's one of the things I was gonna highlight too. Is like I was just enchanted by her eyes in this movie. Like. Oh, some of those moments where she's, like, really vulnerable and tender and she's just, like, looking up at you with those big brown eyes and they're just, like, shining and there's so much emotion in them. And then, yeah, like, her beautiful smile, like, that moment when Suge's like, why do you always cover your mouth when you smile? Like, and then forces her to show her and then kisses her and then she smiles so big. Um, And also, screw you, Steven Spielberg, for watering down the queerness of this movie. For lesbian erasure. Agreed. Like it's it's something for 85 for them to even have kissed still, but he explicitly made that choice for commercial reasons and that makes me angry. Um, but anyway, uh, Whoopi, her physicality in this movie is incredible. Like 14 is what I gave her. Mm-hmm. I, I also gave her 14, Sanj. Uh, and I do think like, I it's, well, this is sort of going to be my theme for the rest of the show, just about her work in this regard. But like, it is like, capturing something in such a little way tells so much about not only the individual but her role in the time and everything Mm -hmm. and then uh of course because i'm a broken record uh contrasting it with oprah's performance like it just works so well yeah for real for real oprah's number one fan over here holy cow uh (laughs) tension and emotion um i give 13 for this um there's a she has some really tense moments. Honest when she tells Harpo that he should beat Sophia and then and then when Sophia confronts her and she's like regretful but also kind of confused because she's like, Well yeah, you just beat people. Like that's how life is. Um and the sort of the weird comedy about around Harpo not beating Sophia or like her beating him out back. That was kind of a bizarre point yeah, of the film. I think that um, was a Steven move that I don't like. <laughs> but um, the table speech uh, where she's like, I'm done, baby, is so good. She's just really quiet and just but very determined. Mm-hmm. She doesn't really raise her voice, but I like that. Well, and of course... Song. Acting opposite Oprah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course, it must be so. How could you not? How could you not? Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I also gave a 13. Um, yeah, I think, like, you you just feel for her so much in those really tense moments. And then, like, oh, when she's finally reunited with Nettie, her sister, after all those years and her children. Like, you guys, I was a mess. I was just sobbing. Like, she really makes I, you feel it. I was like, wait, how did her kids get to Africa? I was like quickly like, did I? I had to like go to Wikipedia. I kind of missed, missed that part. Uh, I did. I did give the, also a 13 for tension and emotion. Uh, the only reason it's not a 15 is that I felt like the older makeup at the end wrecked it for me. Yeah. And, and like it really kind of just was distracting and like I don't know if it was like highlighting what she was doing in a weird way or like you know like sort of like making her emotions bigger but um I was just like kind of not into that part of it 
And this is a note for hair and makeup, it. Jeremy. I know. Not for her know, performance. That's, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Style. Sean, style. I gave a 10. She really brought it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure, like, other actresses also could have definitely chewed on this, but she gave it a very signature whoopieism. And, yeah, giving, like Sonny was saying, the whoopie joy at, at the parts uh. where she's allowed to be joyful is, like, really great. Hmm. Sandwich? Yeah, I gave a 13 for basically the same reasons because my 13 is basically the same as Sean's 10. Um, and yeah, I do think that's really important. Like, because, um, you know, a lot of these really big mainstream Hollywood movies about the black experience or black experiences um, are so focused on trauma. And I think one thing that makes this such a beautiful work is that it is so much about joy and triumph. And so, and specifically like the way that Whoopi manifests that joy is so visceral and I love it. Mm. Uh, I, I gave it a 12. Cause I think like at this point, if you start swapping actors, it'll fundamentally change what the film is. Like that's, you know, like that's it, uh, which is good. Like that's where you want to be. Right. And I even think like Danny Glover as well, like you hate him. Uh, he, did, he was uh, really good. He did great. Yeah, but like, like he's doing an incredible job mm-hmm. at the horrible person he's portraying. So it it is just this whole thing of like, if you swap it out, you might get something better. You might get something worse. But I do think all of these people are like bringing whatever they have to this the whole time. Did you think it was funny yeah. that Lawrence Fishburne was credited as Larry at the end? They were like. <laughs> And Larry Fishburne. Yeah, I, I didn't I, notice. I didn't know that. I, didn't. I, I find that funny. That's amazing. Like, but also, like young, like, young Larry Fishburne can get it. I will say that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That little yeah. mustache. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you'll take the blue pill. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I'll take both pills. <laughs> <laughs> purple. <laughs> okay, yeah. Sonia, in some uh, ways, does do the purple pill. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Uh, our final film for the drama category uh, is The Long Walk Home. Sean? The Long Walk Home. This is my choice. Um, I don't even really know why I chose it. I'd never seen it before. Um, but I knew that it was sort of, it was something that she had been critically recognized for. And the range is hilarious that it was two years after the telephone. Like, come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's true. <laughs> and um, it's about, uh, it's ve- it's actually very classically Oscar Beatty vibes. It's like white woman like discovers that her maid has a, an inner world and is, uh, <laughs> has a life and that she <laughs> should, could maybe support her. Um, yeah. And it is taking place in the best town in the world, Montgomery, which has a lot of things going on <laughs> at this time. And um, during uh, there's the citywide bus boycott. So then Oprah. I mean, oh, my God, Jeremy, you broke me. Um, <laughs> what did you, I, you did it. I didn't do it. <laughs> Whoopi Odessa. is Odessa is walking to work because she can't take the bus because of the boycott and it is as you might think a long walk a long walk home after and um so then sissy spacek her uh her employer is like well why don't i just give you a ride a couple days a week and it causes a major kerfuffle in their family and the city 
Yeah, her racist husband is not like that. Oh, he's not in. Yeah. Well, and, well, he's just trying to figure out if he's racist, right? It's <laughs> yeah, his he's brother sort of who's racist. Her, yeah. His brother is a real POS. Oh, man. And that actor. Uh, and creepy. And the way yeah. he talks to his, his, the way niece? He talks to his niece. I thought that creepy, was coming up later. Creepy, creepy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> uh, Dylan Baker, the guy he's who like, plays. Give, give your uncle some sugar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dylan Baker, the guy who plays Tunker, which is the brother's name. <laughs> Sorry, that's white name. people in the south are so funny. Yeah, these no. are my these are my kids, Norman and Tunker. Uh, anyway, uh, it's just it's Tunker. it's just something. But he has kind of made a career of mm-hmm. playing like horrible people, uh, and he's always like the warden or the you know the KKK member or whatever. And I do wonder, because I was kind of poking around his IMDb, if this was it for him. If they were like, he's got it. You know? He's <laughs> got like, it, kid. They just, yeah. they just took it. Um, and sorry, sorry, dude, if that's, Dylan, if that's where you're at. Uh, but also, get Dylan, get that, as... get that check, I guess. Yeah, but um, I guess, you're, you, you know, that's that's where you're at. Tunker. <laughs> um, and I will also say that well, Whoopi is the main character, and Odessa's story is the the lead of this. Like, I think Sissy probably got more time. Yeah. Well, in this. and yeah, it's like Sean said. Like, it's that classic Hollywood tale yes. that's ostensibly about civil rights and black people, but actually is very much focused on the development of its white characters and kind of told through their lens. Mm-hmm. Very, very, and it's about what it, they gain and learn. It's literally yeah. Odessa is like watching. It's like helping her change or like yeah, seeing her change. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, still still a good job, but uh, very, very much for the Oscars. Mm-hmm. Uh, and honestly, Sissy's character, doesn't. she only does it because she's like, well, I don't care. I just want my maid once a week. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, that's all I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. Well, she- She's she's no she's no Oprah in this one. We'll just say that. <laughs> uh, few can do. Few can do. Uh, you guys, the long walk home characterization. Where where are we at? Um, I gave yep. an eight. I do really love this surly lady. She is uh, so the way that she interacts with her children is so they're like terrified of her. Not actually, but they're like. Uh. And but when she begrudgingly like puts on her new shoes that they give her because she's walking home with bloody feet and then she's just does this like mm-hmm. and then they all like are really pleased by that reaction from her because she's a tough nut to crack. But I really I yeah. So that's why I gave it eight. love love Odessa. Yeah, I so. also love Odessa. Um, I gave her an 11 Because I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's not Whoopi's fault that the movie was more focused on the white people. Um, And I do think that she conveyed the character very effectively, like you said, Sean. And I think, like, you know, you can kind of imagine, like, why Odessa is kind of, is kind of that way as a way of, like, kind of self-protection in a way, given everything that's going on around her. So, yeah, 11. Uh, I gave her 12. Uh, I really, I really kind of liked... The, the sort of way the character evolved, not 
in changing herself, but the way that she handled herself around the people around her. Because, like, as she gains Sissy's trust, uh, or Sissy's, the character she plays... Sissy's uh, trust is a good title. Yeah. That's, uh, write that down, write that down. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, um, it, it is, it is really a nuanced performance. And in this one, I really liked the, the family interaction, because we have the Ving Rhames, uh, opposite Mm -hmm. her as the husband. And, like, we do get a really good sense of these human people. You know, like, it's just, like, super genuine and, Maybe they don't have a ton of time, but uh, I think but we do get a, contrasting a bit families, of time right? with the family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with the kids. That's nice. That's nice. So, yeah. Uh, voice, Sean. I give her a ten. She has some really great line deliveries in this. Like when she walks in on Sissy's mom talking major smack about her, and then she's like, "Rolls, Mrs. Tunker," and then the woman's like, "Ooh." <laughs> Uh, that was great. Also, there is a line when he is asked when Sissy's husband is like, but isn't that a really long walk? And she's like, yes, sir, mighty long. And it's very intense between them, but they're not saying much. Mm-hmm. Sanj? Yeah, same same score, same reasons. 10. And she crushed it. Oh, man, I went all the way to 13. <gasps> 13 oh. for this. Yeah, uh... And I do feel like uh, there is the, like, you know, at work voice uh, yeah, being totally. used here. And uh, I really thought a lot was going on there. Or, when, uh, yeah, when she's talking the to the other, the other maid versus when she's talking to the family. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. She's uh, like, physicality. Oh, God. Okay. Um, <laughs> Sorry, Sean. No, that's okay. No, no, no. I'm just, <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'm just talking. Um, I gave 10. She is a sore, tired woman, and she is a, uh, and she does a lot of stillness in this, which is yeah. like I love. Like she, the people will just dig themselves a hole, and she'll just stare at them and like not move, and they will just be keep talking or just kind of like be off put by her not reacting, like the absence of a reaction. But it was mm-hmm. a really I liked that choice from her, where she's like. I will not mess with the bag at all, but I will just tell you I don't approve by just staring at you. Mm-hmm. Mm. Sanj? Yeah, I gave a 12 for this for largely the same reasons. I think, yeah, she conveyed so much with her body in this one. Um, you know, in those moments where it's not safe for her character to speak up maybe, or like Sean said, like, it, you know, there would be consequences she's just saying so much and like in some of those really tense and difficult moments of like racial violence um you can just like see the tension and fear in her body like it's like coming off of her in waves and like i feel like it just like hit me through the screen so much um Mm. so yeah 12. Uh, i gave it a 14 uh because i think like this is definitely some of her best work i think that this movie should have ended i don't know like like two minutes before it did and like it should have like so at the end of the film um there's a sort of basically a mob of people yeah. trying to accost all of these black women and instead of like running through the mob or making them leave they all just sort of stand there and hold hands and and sing until the mob dissipates and it's clearly very hard and there's an incredible shot of the the girl that Whoopi cares for looking up at her. Mm-hmm. So Mary, the camera's looking up. Mary Steenburgen. And she's like, 
she's got like this crying face and everything. And then the movie should have been done. And mm-hmm. that would have been a really good ending. But instead, it cut to another angle where Whoopi wasn't crying as much. And it seemed a little bit weird. And then the girl had a voiceover that made it all about them. Yeah. And it kind of ruined the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, in terms of what she was doing, it was it was great. Uh, so 14 for me. Uh, tension and emotion. Uh, I gave it 11. She, um, she doesn't have like a big Oscar speech. Like Oprah's like, oh, my life I fought mm-hmm. like type of thing. She, um, like the tension, the tension is there in just that people are always telling her what she's doing and like projecting onto her what she's doing and what she's thinking. But as I said before, she's not doing anything. She's literally just like not reacting and letting people read into her from what they, uh, what they think. Mm-hmm. So Yeah. So I gave a 13 and basically for the reasons that I said during physicality, like she just was, she was doing so much in this regard. I want to say that I forgot that the part when she finds out her kids got attacked and that was her sort of the only time when she was like re she had a, a reaction mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was yeah it wasn't even like as crazy uh i gave it a 10 and i do feel like the the rest of the movie is bringing her bringing her down here yeah i think she did a good job but i think they should have just given her more to work with honestly more time more scenes all of that good stuff uh and finally style um, I give an eight. I think that Whoopi is probably a very supportive character, a character, a supportive actor to work with because she always like, she's not ever really like, like if she's not the he- the big star of it, she will take a step back and she will, and she'll lift up, she'll lift other actors up. I think this is what I'm gathering from these three films yeah. that she doesn't need to hop into the spotlight as we'll find out later she does obviously spotlight very well but (laughs) she doesn't have to yeah uh i just really quickly i gave her a 10 um i think this would have been a less good movie with someone else in it well not necessarily other people could have done it but Whoopi specifically made it a lot Mm -hmm. uh sanj i completely agree i also gave it a 10 uh for the same reasons. We are nearly out of time, but we did it, you guys. We, we did, did it. it. Right under the wire. Should we do uh, a real so quick scores you wanna, review? Yeah. Do you want to affirm what we already know? Yeah. It's exactly what you might have guessed going into the episode. <laughs> With 101 points in third place, we have the telephone. With 162 points, so 1.5 times as many, uh, we have the long walk home. And with almost twice as many, with 183, <laughs> we have the color purple moving Cooler into the purple. finals. Nice. Well, we'll talk about the color purple again. We will never talk about the telephone. We <laughs> might. You should just strike. It'll you go can to make the, fun of me. That's fine. It'll go yeah. to the B bracket, and we have to talk we, about that the week after. We can we can only talk about it as a thing, as a measure of how bad it got that one time. Uh, and with <laughs> that, that's all the time we have, folks. I'd like to give a shout out to the Garys for the use of our theme song, Manituna. My co-hosts. Sean and Sanj, everyone at CDTR, that's where we, we are, and our listeners. Spoiler Alert is broadcast live Wednesdays at 6 p.m., rebroadcast Fridays at 3, and is available as a podcast on CJTR's website. We're on Twitter at SpoilerAlertYQR and at Instagram at SpoilerAlertCJTR. 
Coming up next, a little show that we like to call My Electric. See you next week. Well, he does. Bye. Too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>